welcome to the final episode of our Turf Talk Cheltenham Festival previews for 2019. My name's Lewis Thomas and sat next to me, as per usual, is James Watson. Hello. This episode we're going to be getting stuck in to probably the trickiest puzzles of the week, the handicaps, both hurdles and fences. There's a lot to go at, Jim. Well, let's fire away. Let's get going. Jean-Luc Gregan, Tiger Roll approaching the last, got in a bit tight, Jean-Luc Gregan dived away to his left, then the last samurai, up the hill, Tiger Roll by two or three legs to Jean-Luc Gregan, Tiger Roll keeping on gamely from Jean-Luc Gregan, and it's a third festival win for Tiger Roll in the Glen Farkless chase, in the hands of Keith Donoghue, his second Jean-Luc Gregan, a big run. Okay, so the first handicap of the week is the Ultima Grade 3 uh, over three miles uh, on the Thursday. Big field, stay in handicap chase, and they bet with Hills give me a cop of 5-1 to one favourite. Nines Manella Rocco, 10's Mr Whitaker, 14's last year's winner Kustar Civilla, 16's two-way Permi, Black Horton, Janica, Robinsworth, Jerry's back, Mr Malarkey, single farm payment and it's all guesswork and there's a whole host of interesting horses further down the market I mean give me a copper very very strongly fancied this week by Paul Nichols. what do you make of his chances yeah there, there was lots of talks of him going for the gold cup wasn't there yeah uh, he was declared and he's always been talked up as a horse that has a massive potential and has a massive future last time he ran a good enough race behind classic Ben at Sandown and he should improve for that, and he deserves his place at the top of the market, especially he's been given a nice weight of 10 stone 9. So he should, be, he should be up there, and I'd be disappointed if he wasn't in the first four home. Do you not reckon he's a ridiculously short price on what he's achieved? On what he's achieved, yeah, but his potential and his runs have been impressive, I'd say. He, he, he's gone from strength to strength with each run, and... I think he could be up to winning this. Really? Yeah. Really? You know what? I'm I'm surprised you think that. I I, I watched the race at Sandown again yesterday, and he he did travel like the winner, and then blew up a bit and didn't finish it off, which you, you can attribute to being off for as long as he was. But that's got to be a worry. Yeah, it, can, it is a worry. But Paul Nichols will have stripping fitter for that run now, and I think he'll take a a lead chance, but at the prices, he's probably not for me, but if he drifts, he's each way, in here. If you look at 5-1, to one, you get your money back, so he, he deserves to be favourite, in my opinion. Another one who I think is an absolutely mental price is Manella Rocco. I, I know how much I love him, everyone who listens to this podcast knows how much I love him, but Jesus, 9-1, to one, second favourite to the race recently. the festival. Recent weeks, and he opened up 16s and now into nines. I I couldn't touch him at all. Uh, I I think he's got absolutely no chance. And I'm not saying that just to oppose Lewis because I know how big a fan he is. If he comes back to form when second in the Gold Cup, oh, he's the best handicap horse. He's the best handicap horse there, but I don't think his head's in the game anymore. And the Grand National will obviously be a bigger target for him. Yeah, I, I'm kind of thinking. Along similar lines, you, you, you'd be happy if he ran sixth. Yeah, you would. You would be happy that 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 would be a return to showing 
some sort yeah. sort of form. Yeah, completely agree, Jim. I think he's a bit pretty short for win purposes. I, I could see why a few a few shrewdies might might have liked him if he was twenties or twenty fives. Yeah, you know, he's he's a Cheltenham Festival winner. Yeah, in the four miler and he's finished second in the Gold Cup, but it's it's pretty tough to support a horse who's be what Ranwell wants in three years. Mm. Mr. Whitaker, another ch- former Cheltenham Festival Cole's winner. winners last as, year. As is Coostar Civiler, Jim. Out of them two, who would you prefer? I, I really like Coostar Civiler, personally. Uh, same mark as last year. Same mark as last year. Only got up by neck, but I, I think that Coostar Civiler could repeat the same as last year. Mr. Whitaker won the Close Brothers last year and I think has been crying out for a step up to three mile and I can completely see the reason why they're going for this. But Coostar Civil is 14 to 1 and I think that's a decent bet. He's been pretty dismal this year though. Yeah, but I I think his handicap mark's been way too high. Uh, He was a 150 horse after winning last year at Cheltenham and then since then it's been a slow decline and He's dropped from one four seven to one four five, and I think it's I think it is it's better for him, and I think he'll take a lead role. Yeah, he's he's not one I could have either. I always kind of found Q Star Civil pretty hard to trust. Yeah, you know I was completely against him when he won last year, and I like a muppet, but yeah, find him pretty hard to trust. Mister Whitaker, Jim, as you've said, looks like he appreciate. This step up in trip didn't run badly behind surname last time either. He's got to have a solid chance. Yeah, the the form of that has taken the boost since surname has won so impressively in the Ascot Chase. So I thought at the time it was a poor run behind surname. I was expecting a slight bit more, but take the positives. And he ran perfectly acceptable early on in the season in the Bet Victor Gold Cup. I thought behind Baron Elko and Frodon, we know where we stand with Frodon now. I, I could quite clearly see ten to one being a decent bet. And step up in distance will definitely suit. Uh, Jim, there's a whole host of horses at 16s and 20s. Which which of them do you like best? Robins Firth. Um, I'm a massive fan of Robins Firth. I've backed him the last two times. He's run at Haydock. He stayed on strongly to beat Ramsey's tie. I thought last time, I yeah. think... One round Cheltenham before as one, well. Yeah, one round Cheltenham beating Shamro Santos. Chamro Santos is being murmured for big staying races over the next couple of di- uh, couple of days at Cheltenham. So I, I think Robin's first a solid bet. One four eight last win and, and now up to one five four. So six pound rise isn't too harsh, I don't think. He had plenty in hand. I thought Sean Bowen gave him an absolute peach of a ride last time, and I think sixteen to one would be decent value each way personally. Yeah, I, I can completely see that, Jim. I can completely. He's a lightly raced ten year old. And there still slightly could be more to come. Completely say that. I quite like Mr. Malarkey, the novice. Won the Reynolds Town last time out. It wasn't a vintage renewal of the Reynolds Town. But, you know, I, I just think this is the sort of race that'll suit him. Jumps well. Big field handicap. He won't be put off by, you know, a bit of a, a bit of hurly-burly. Mm-hmm. To me, he seems like the sort of horse who will appreciate a bit of a rough race. A mark of one four eight, I think he's still juicing that. Yeah, you know, it, handicap has not been that harsh on him to be honest. Six pounds for winning a Grade Two, and I know it was a weak one, but six pounds isn't a bad rise. No, not all. 
obviously the, he he may go for the RSA. Yeah. But I, I think he'd have certainly have a better chance of winning this, and I I think he'd be one to, to consider a, another one. Um, I'd be very very keen on, and if he turned up, would probably be my winner. He's up for review. Yeah. Who's a furrow for a furrow stayer? Obviously, very eye catching last time out when third in the fire stays. You know, took a really wide path. Uh, Willie Mullins hasn't hasn't got the you know wall to wall favourites as he has had in previous years. He'll be wanting to pick up some of these handicaps, and I can see up for review running a really really good race. Yeah, he if, both if caught our, he caught our eye last time, both of us, and we both thought he'd run a very good race next time he runs, and be interesting to see if he goes here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jim, any, any others you'd like to give a mention to? There's nothing really. I, I know they're quite forward in the market, but I'm willing to to stick with uh, Robins Firth and Coupstar Civiler, to be honest. Yeah, I'll I'll have I'll have my two as being up for review. And Mr. Malarkey, I'm quite happy with them. Although, if single fan payment finally wins the race. There'll be Guinness being lobbed around the place. <laughs> Surely he can't do it again. Can't throw another race he's guaranteed, away. He's guaranteed each way value, though, in my opinion. I, I think he will be there or thereabouts at the finish. Yeah. Oh, before we move on, beware the bear won a pretty decent course and distance handicap on on New Year's Day. Being, he's being Shamro Santos, as we've yeah, talked about. He's 20s. And, again, I, I, I wouldn't put anyone off backing beware the bear either. Yeah, I, I could understand. It, it just depends which... But where the bear turns up. Yeah, it's a pretty fair, fair, fair point. The other handicap on the first day then is the race for novices, the Close Brothers handicap. It's a listed race over two and a half miles. I say the Betway Hills, Clondor Castle, Aplutar, and Riders on the Storm, nine to one joint favourites. Heavy support for the latter two over the last couple of days. Campiador, any second now, and Tower Bridge are all twelves for JP. 14's Prava Laguna, move with the times. 16's Highway 101, Lockdurg, Spirit, Roaring Bull, Poker Party. 20's and bigger the remainder. Jimbo, there's three joint favourites now, and I know you're keen on one of them. I'm really, really keen on Riders on the Storm. I think his form this season has been solid. His opening start was behind Mengli Khan. We know Mengli Khan's not lived up to the expectations. The, his second start on Boxing Day, hard line and get a bird in the Grade One. He put miles clear of him. Put miles, miles clear, and then last time out, he, he beat Impact Factor solidly, and I was really impressed with that run. He's been given a nice mark of 140, and his hurdles form was decent. I wouldn't say it was pulling, pulling up strings, but. It, it was acceptable. He run behind Palisade over hurdles. I think 140 is a, a nice mark, and I think he, he he could take a really serious leading role. And the price has been smashed in from 14s over the last couple of days. And a, an article on the Racing Post this morning talking about kicking king for Taff, and and also his last win was in 2009 with finger on the pulse. So was that in the plate? That was in the Juicens Novices Handicap Chase. So, so that's this, this race. That's this, yeah. So it, it's going to be ten years since he last won a race at Cheltenham. Oh wow, Jimbo! If I'm honest, and you don't like this, out of the three 
joint favourites, Riders on the Storm's the one I like least. Yeah? I, I think Apoutard's form is so... It's pretty strong. In fact, it's I think it's better than what Riders on the Storm's achieved this season. He's £4 higher in the weights, Apoutard. But I, th- I think he's got more than that in hand. You know, he wasn't far behind Winter Escape last time out, who's probably a pretty useful horse. You know, he's obviously not being the most straightforward of animals. And he beat Duke G- Geneva early on in the season. I can see where you're coming from. Exactly. You've got, a, you've got a horse who's third favourite for the Arkle and Apoutar's beaten him. You know, we yeah, But he's marked slightly high for me. One four four's high, I think. And in, in a race like this, or the handicap's so compressed, does it really matter? I think it does. And I think Riders on the Storm's got a beautiful mark, and I think he will take all the beating. Clondor Castle, really, really good jumper. Wide margin winners, and pretty easily at that, of two small field novice uh, chasers at Huntingdon and Leicester the last twice. What do you make of his chances, Jim? Because he's he's uh, well, not what you call a typical contender. This he's not particularly been running in the sort of races winners of this running, but he's created a good impression. He, he's progressed fourteen pounds from since he, in his last two starts, and I, I can see where you're coming from. Uh, I'm I'm looking. He's he's out the first three. He's the one I'm trying to oppose. I think he might struggle in this. I was a bit disappointed when. He, he ran at Ludlow and finished second behind Le Prezier. I thought he should have won that day. And I think that he's beatable. I think 144 flatters him slightly. Yeah, fa- fair enough. I can I can see where you're coming from there, Jim. I wouldn't I wouldn't give up on him, but I can I can kinda see where you're coming from. But of course handicaps are about finding the big price winners, Jim Bolt. Are there any that catch your eye here? The Russian Doyen's interesting. Yeah, he's in the Grand Annual as well. Yeah. I think he's a shorter price for the Grand Annual. Uh, he he won very nicely last time out in a ordinary sort of race and, and finished fifth in a nice novice's chase early on in the well, season. It was, where, it was crap there. Where he went off as favourite behind Drovers Lane, Lebrel and Jenkins and we all went, why, why is he favourite? But I, I think he's progressing. I think the Grand Annual would suit. But it'd be interesting to see if he'd go here because... Why not have a chance? Why not have a roll of the dice and and give it a try? Yeah, I, I can see that, Jim. And again, when I was looking through the entries, he was one of the ones that caught my eye. The one I like most at a big price is Castafiore. Yeah. For uh, Charlie Longsden. You know, caused, caused a massive upset at Haydock when we in the old camp, me and Jimbo were there. Uh, when she beat Jerry's back, crucial role. You know, they're not bad horses. Crucial roles since come out and won again. He was back in third. And her run last time uh, at Kempton. In the Pendle, obviously, Pendle, yeah. chase, solid, behind Bags Groove. Yeah, but she was beaten by Bags Groove, who's going to be running in grade ones, mm. you know, at Aintree. I don't mind. She was only length, length and a half down on him. He's a sort of horse who wouldn't be out of place in an RSA or a JLT. And I think a mark of 139, you know, it isn't, isn't too unfair. Yeah. I, I think she's well. She's been really consistent this year. She should sneak in at the bottom, and yeah, I, I really like her at twenties. Yeah, I, I can completely agree with you. I think twenty to one's a decent bet. 
she'll go out in front and she'll put her head on, on the line and see where she finishes. Yeah, um, the horse who would finish behind herself and Bags Hoover as well, good man Pat, he's 20s as well and I don't think he would be without a chance. Mm, he was given a very interesting ride, I thought, last time out in that race. He, he was kept quite wide and he never seemed to be travelling and I think he's a nice type for future races. Any of us you'd like to give a mention to Jimbo? No, I, I'm all aboard, all aboard the riders of the, on the storm train and think he'll take all the beating. Right, that's it for us. I'll, I'd, I think Castafiori will be my selection, but I might play on Aplutar as well. I think he's a proper, proper horse. Uh, the first handicap hurdle of the meeting, the Coral Cup of the bet, Uradel, 8-1 to one favourite. I mean, he's favourite for about three different handicaps, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, it's just depending which one he's going to go. It, look, it seems like the Coral Cup is the preferred option for you, Riddell. Yeah. Will he get in? That's mm. the problem. He's number 80 on the list at the minute. He's going to be borderline. At 14's Dallas Day picked on. 16's the storyteller and Brio Conte. 20's Call Me Lord. We Have a Dream. Vision de Flow. Cracking Smart. Walk to Freedom. Vision Deneur. Brewing Up a Storm, Early Doors, Rhinestone, Whiskey Sour, Getaway Trump, Thomas Darby, Daybreak Boy, Cuneo, Eric LaRue, Solomon Gray, Callie Dumanil, Big Time Dancer, and then bigger prices a remainder, who include Wicklow Brave at 25 to 1. Go on, Jim, let's sort this out. Well, I don't... I, I, I'm looking to oppose Eurodel because I'm not sure which race he's going to go in, so I'll leave my decision on him to last minute. The two horses that I've taken out after looking at this race, Vision de Flo. Yes. Vision de Flo and Galvin. I think Galvin's interested. He's got a loads of entries. He's entered in the Supreme, the Ballymore, the Albert Bartlett and the Martin Pipe. So he could go for anything. I think he's a prog- he's progressing nicely. He's slipped under the radar, I think, personally. Handicap mark of 144. He's got a nice string of wins next to his name. Uh, he's only five. And I think his win last time, he got the job done. He was a bit of a scrappy victory. He, he'll he definitely suit by going on the bridle. Yeah. I think he can sit, sit near the back and then slowly come through a nicely run field. And I, I won't rule him out of 10 stone 10. I, I think he's... Slightly overpriced at twenty-five to one. Yeah, yeah, could be a fair shout there, Jim. I mean, we'll talk about the favourite first, obviously, because he's he seems pretty much like the handicap hype horse this year, Eurodel, and you can kind of see why he's won in the Ladbrook was very eye-catching last time out. Yeah, he was behind. Off you go, Charles Burns. Isn't I, I thought that was a really good run. He, he sort of never really got into the race, and he see if if you look at his form. He, Going back into the summer, he'd been racing in the Cesaro Witch, where he finished second behind Low Sun. So I, I think he's got solid form and he deserves to be the market leader. Yeah, Dallas did picked on his. He heads a bit in for the Martin Pipe as well. I, I think that's, that's that'll be where he runs. Uh, there are a couple I like at fairly big prices in this. Both for Willie Mullins. One of them, Scarpetta. Yeah. You know, a, a, a pretty smart novice last season was fourth in the Ballymore. Sam, you know, behind Sam Crow Black Up Next Destination, they're three graded quality horses. Mm-hmm. Again, he finished ahead of Duke de Geneva, who's going to go third favourite for the Arkle. 
things haven't been... Well, he's not really had much opportunity to show what he can do this season. He smashed up a pretty weak field at Clonmel back in December. And last time out, finished behind Backerson and Durasso. He was sent a favourite for that as well, which I think shows how highly they regard him. He'll run in this off a mark of one five one, which I don't think is entirely unfair. Yeah. And I, I, I think the step up to, well, not not even a step up, two and a half his trip, he'd ran over two miles before in his career. Yeah. Two fives his trip nowadays. Stays well enough as he's won over three. I like him. And the other one, I think he's really interesting, is Blurberry, last year's winner. Yeah. He's only up five pounds to that, but he's not done particularly much wrong since. You know, he's he, he was he was a third in the Punchestown Champion Hurdle. I know he was well beaten that day, but the the fact that he's not running a handicap since then as well signals to me that Millie Mullins thought he was worth a crack at a at a high level, and he he's not particularly being disgraced himself. You know, seventh in the Galmar last time again. It's it's, it's not. Format hits you in the face, but I don't think he's badly treated at the weights, and I I, I think twenty fives might be un, over underestimating him yeah. to do a back to back bid. I, I could, you've made a very good case there, and a mark of one four eight isn't it shouldn't be beyond him. I've, I've sort of underestimated him and and ruled him out sort of, but now you've put my eyes straight back on track, and I I think he could run a decent race. Yeah, Jim Gunn, Let's talk about the ones you like. Well, vision the floor. I think we'll go for this. He, he he won impressively in the national spirit at Fontwell, beating if the cap fits and little Rockefeller. If the cap fits, looked like he needed a stay in distance. But I think that his run last time was impressive enough for me. I think he's got a decent handicap mark that's exploitable. One five two doesn't completely say rule him out and he's always been a bit of a talking horse he's always been there's a big money buy one yeah he's always been this future star he he has got entries as well in the champion hurdle and in the county hurdle but i think this race would suit him a lot better because i think two mile four two mile five definitely suits him better and i think he could take a lead chance yeah yeah good shot jim I'd, my I'd... my only issue with him though is that he has been on the go since october he could be He's had, he's been consistently campaigned, and he's not been campaigned as if it's a handicap. He's he's had three runs in February already, so he could he's had a busy campaign, and this race could come quite sh- quite soonish for him. Yeah, another one who I wouldn't rule out would be cracking smart uh, for Jigginstown. Again, running some good graded novice hurdles last season, beaten by Next Destination twice. You know, it, including the Grade One at Nace. I think he missed the first part of the year with injury, didn't he? And he's come back, playing back around Christmas at Leopardstown, probably slightly disappointing. But wasn't wasn't bad at Navan in the race. Tiger all won last time out. A mark of one fifty again. I, I, I guess if you were if you were Jigginstown or Gordon Elliott, I guess he'd kind of be hoping Cracking Smart might prove to be five pounds better than that. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't put anyone off backing him at twenties. It's a strong, 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 strong race. So the storyteller and Brio Conti are both 16s, Jimbo, again. If you, if I were to push you for a selection out of those two, who would you go for? Uh, possibly Brio Conti. Yeah. I'd, because I'd, I don't I'd, think the storyteller will go in this. The Ryanair. Yeah. 
I think that's the main target for him. And Brio Conti did it well, and he's unexposed, and I think Paul Nichols can eke out some more improvement. Yeah, that, that's a very, very fair shout. So your selection for the Coral Cup, please, Mr Watson. I'm going to go with Galvin if he runs. I think he's interesting, but it just depends which race he runs in. And if not, I'll back him up with Vision de Flo. I think he, he should go in this, and I think he'd run a solid race. Yeah, f- mine, I, I think I'll stick with Blurberry. Yeah. To, 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 do back, to do a back-to-back win. First time back into handicap company since running respectably enough in better races than this. A £5 mark higher than last year. I think he's a probable fair reflection of how much he's improved. And I don't think the mark should be beyond him, although Scarpetta would probably be my second choice at 25s. Yeah, Willie Mullins double. Yeah. Yeah, the next one we're going to talk about, and I know it's not a handicap, but we don't have anywhere else to talk about it. The Glen Farkless cross-country chase, and they bet Tigerol even money. Auvignac sixes, Josie's orders eights, the last Samurai tens, then twelves for Urgent de Gregan, sixteens Don Poli, fact of the matter, Hurricane Darwin, and Ultra Gold twenties. The remainder, they include horses like Bally Casey and T for two, who... Uh, pretty smart in the time. Uh, Jim, does Tiger Roll win? Do you want to just do your Tiger Roll appreciation speech? <laughs> I mean, you're clutching that straw to get him beat, I, I think, aren't you? I'm sorry, but I, I can't have him at even money. Oh, no, I don't, I don't think he's much of a backable price. But if, if you wanted to put one in, you know, to top up your multiple... I, I wouldn't put any, anyone off the I, I I'd rather look at bigger prices, personally. His Cheltenham record's absolutely exemplary. He won a race last time out. He had no right whatsoever to win. Should be running in the champion hurdle, really, shouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? If, but yeah, you, 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 I know you're saying that as a joke, but if, if a horse had won the Boyne hurdle and then dropped back to running the champion of the stairs... You wouldn't have surprised you. No, you, you, you wouldn't be looking at that thinking, what's he doing there? No. You know what I mean? He's a remarkable horse. He really, really is, and he should be. A, I'd be surprised if he wasn't a four-time Cheltenham Festival winner. Come, he is a horse of a lifetime, and he will take all the beating. But I like two in this, and the final go-ahead for Ultra Gold to go over the cross-country fences uh, has been given the go-ahead by Colin Tizard this morning, and I, I like Ultra Gold. Yeah, I think I think he's he's solid. He's won the top of now two years in a row. He obviously likes the different fence style. Yeah. And I think at 16 to 1, if he adapts to the fences and gets round, I think he'll run a solid race and he'll be there or thereabouts. Off, It, it confuses me this now because they're all off the same weights. Didn't it used to be a handicap? It used to be a handicap, and now it's a level weight race. Com- it completely confuses me now. and. He would need to improve because there's some old timers such as Ovignor, Tiger Roll, Josie's Orders, and the Last Samurai in this. Though all the market leaders are sort of proper, thorough cross country horses, and I, I think that he could be slightly unexposed and he might have a decent chance. Yeah, f- f- it's a fair enough shout, Jim. He, he stays better than we thought he did ultra gold now as well. Yeah. I was surprised that he stays as well as he did, but he ran a good race in the Classic Chase. You know. Yeah, I, 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 can, I won't put anyone off backing him at 16s. I, I also like Bally Casey. I was slightly disappointed with his run last time in the cross-country chase when which, at Punchestown, which Josie's orders won in the end. 
I, I, he would need to step up on that. But Mick Fitzgerald said uh, about a month ago, he saw him jump round at Cheltenham and he's never seen a horse jump round the cross-country course like that ever. He said never touched a branch and he was one of his best bets of the festival. And when trainers say that, uh, ex-jockeys say that, you perk up. And I, I think on that informative idea, I think he might run a massive race. And 20 to 1 and 16 to 1, I'd be willing to oppose Tiger Roll. What about Alvignac then, who's who won the other two Cup at the Punchestown Festival? That's a big cross-country race over four miles. Evidently stays very well. And then reverted to regulation fences last time to win the Paddy Power Chase, which is one of Ireland's most valuable handicaps. Yeah, uh, he's a solid chance. He, he, he's been a consistent runner in this over the past couple of years. He, he was fourth, I think, in this race last year behind Tiger Rowland. On that run last time out, he sort of surprised everyone winning at 28 to 1, but we, we sort of underestimated him a bit, didn't we, in the Paddy Power? For me, I can't back him. He's not for me. It, 6 to 1's too short just on that run from last time out. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because you have a look, the top six, the top five in the market, sorry, all ran in it last year. Yeah, uh, fact of the matter's interesting. He's, he's a course and distance winner now, and he's only been going over these fences in the, his last two starts and he, he ran a cracking race first time out over and behind Josie's orders and then impressively winning last time out with a reverse at the weights with Josie's orders I th- I think that fact of the matter will run a perfectly solid race and I've been impressed since he's gone over the cross country fence yeah if I was looking to take on Tiger Roll I think I'd do it with fact, in the matter, fact of the matter yeah I think he'd be the one but for me I think this is Tiger Roll's to lose oh, off-level off weights, he's just the best horse in this race. Yeah, I completely can see where you're coming from, but for me, he's not my cup of tea, and I think I'd rather go for Ultra Gold. I'll go with Ultra Gold. Right, fair enough, Jim, although I'm pretty sure you'll end up eating them words when Tiger Roll sluices up by 25 lengths. Probably. Uh, probably the hardest handicap to sort out, the Fred Winter. We don't know very much about these horses, the juveniles, and the band of outlaws, six to one favourite for Joseph O'Brien, nine's friend or fall, eleven's lethal steps, then twelve's gardens of Babylon and five Brunello, fourteen Surin, Canito, Balagus, and sixteen for Chief Justice, twenties bar them. Jim, who do you fancy? This has a wide open look to it, and I know Band of Outlaws and Friend or Foe have been the market movers in the past couple of days. I've liked Lethal Steps all along. I, I thought he ran him. He's been plotted for this race. Yeah. Uh, after last time out, I thought he wasn't given a hard race. I, I, but at bigger prices, I like horses such as Oi the Club Oys. Yeah. He he hasn't really done a lot wrong, in my opinion. He, in, in December, he, he finished uh, in a grade two behind Keda Stan and... Elysees, that was a solid run. If you look before that, he finished uh, second at Newcastle behind Style Devoy. That was, an, he probably should have won that day. But we, we've seen, we've not seen much of Style Devoy since, and we don't really know where we stand with him. So I quite like either club boys. Another one that I like as well is Prebeni, Charlie Manns. Yeah. Uh, he's on my shortlist. He's been campaigned for this race, I think, all along. 
He finished third on his debut behind Beat the Judge and Chaparral Prince, which was that form's taken knocks. But since then, has has won two nice races, one at Huntingdon and one at Doncaster, impressively, last time. He's been given a decent mark of 134, which is possibly easy to get hold of. And they're my two fancies. I I, I quite like Prebeni, but I think my, my main dart would probably be at either club boys because I think Ian Williams has got a slight knack of getting well handicapped horses and he's a real dual purpose trainer who can do a really good job I mean if if Band of Outlaws runs here rather than the Triumph which I don't, I don't think Michael Von Freenine's unfair to him is he the one they all have to beat? He is and you, we've talked about him previously haven't we his turn of foot last time out was impressive as we've seen, we've said he, he ran over six furlongs on the flat, so he's not short of pace. The fast tempo of the ra- this race is normally a bit scrappy, isn't it? They go off a fair fair pace, and I, th- I think he is the one to beat. Friend or foe is interesting. Uh, he's only had the one run for Paul Nichols, and this is quite a typical Nichols-style horse. He's bought it from France. He, he beat Zafar last time out, and... Zafar's entered in this. He's also interesting. He's not done that much wrong. He was third in a nice novice hurdle at Fontwell and second at Ascot behind Belagas. So I think Band of Outlaws is the horse to beat. And if I was Joseph O'Brien, I'd aim him at the Boodles juvenile hurdle instead of the uh, Triumph hurdle because he's got enough darts to fire already. Yeah, I, I, I can see that, Jim. I'm looking through the ones I like. And I think the most overpriced one, although he's been a big drifter in the past few days, so I'm not sure whether he'll go here. But Core Sublime. Yeah. I, I, for a mark of 138. Surely that can't be beyond him. Yeah. Uh, he was disappointing last time when finishing fourth. I thought that... He, well, was, he, was he that disappointing? He was up against some serious, experienced hurdlers. He finished ahead of Far Class. Yeah. I, which, last year's... Triumph hurdle forms obviously taking knocks and not being but that strong. Far class is a hundred and fifty-ish horse. Yeah, and he was supposed to blame him running this off at one three eight. He was going to win on Boxing Day, wasn't he? Yeah. And I think that that run would entitle him to be very very strong in this. Yeah, in fact, I mean, he's been he's drifted from fourteens out to twenty five. So I'm not sure whether that means he's going to run in the Triumph. I hope he runs here because I think he's ridiculously well handicapped. Fan Fan de Soy as well. I can give a I can give a fair chance to. Well, you know, one one at Exeter in November. Not seen since finishing second over course and distance uh, behind Nelson River, who's also entered in this back in December. But I wouldn't be surprised if Fan Fan de Soy in time proved to be a better horse. Yeah, yeah. He, he it was a funny sort of race last time at Cheltenham. I thought I thought they went. It sort of t- fell apart the race, and I thought Fanfan Desai. It was Fanfan Desai's race to lose. Cat, Cat Polly led all the way and was flying out the gates, and Nelson River just come and nab Fanfan on the line. And I do like Fanfan, but I don't think he'll win this. Fair, fair enough, Jimbo. Are there any others you want to give a mention to? I'm, I'm struggling to see. To see it with horses like Canito and Belagas, who, who, even though Canito won two starts ago, Belagas won last time out, their overall level of form doesn't look to be great. Yeah, I, as I've said previously, my 
my main fancies have come with Prebeni and either club boys, and I think 25 to 1 doesn't underestimate them. No, I can say that. Another one I'd give a, a fair mention to is Our Power, uh, Alan King's horse. Winner at Newbury back in December where he beat Style of All, who, whose form links in with either club boys. Then fourth in the race at Fakia Dudari won. And I, I don't think he, he was he ran a bad race that day, Our Power. Pretty eye catching, I thought, even though he was beaten a fair distance. You know, he, he he ran a sort of race like a horse who'd appreciate a big field handicap, I think, if that makes sense. He got he got slightly outpaced, but he'll probably have something better to aim at here. Uh, he'll get in a mark of one one three five again, twenty to one. I can completely see him running a good race. Yeah, completely. I can see your point of view there, but I'm sticking with either Club Eyes and Prebeni. My my two would probably be Cause Sublime if he runs and our power, although please run Cause Sublime here. He's so well handicapped. Mm. Although, you know what I mean? His overall level of form probably entitles him to have a crack at the Triumph. Yeah. But really interesting race. I'm looking forward to it, the Fred Winter. A lot it's more one, of, it's one of my favourite races of the festival. I think that it always springs up a nice winner and they never quite get the credit they deserve. Yeah, it's always a, it's a race I have... Well, I'm looking forward to this year a lot more than I have done in previous years. The Potemps, now the final of a three miles hurdle, and it's Sire de Burley, six to one favourite. Tens walk to freedom and first assignment. Twelve, Samburu Shuja. Fourteens, Aaron Ladd. Then sixteens, Atois Phil, Cap York, Themistocles, Cuneo, Keeper Hill. Not many left. The clock is ticking, Flemcara, and not what I am. And then bigger prices, 25s, including the absolute tank that is Sykes. <laughs> I'm not having that. Sykes has got to be the toughest horse in the country. He absolutely loves a scrap, but unfortunately that means he runs here off a mark of 147. Uh, Jim, the favourite side of Burley. For me, it's a sort of person of a... It's a sort of, like I said, a shrewdies profile. Yeah. But he's, he's not a shrewdy's price. There's a lot of horses in this who I think have been given a very potemps ride, and just finishing the first six and get the job done. He he did what he had to do last time, snuck into the frame, and he's been absolutely backed off the boards. We we know the form of Gordon Elliott in the potemps. He always tries to spring an upset, and JP McManus loves this race. Narrowly denied with Glenn Law last season. So, for me, I, I'm looking bigger prices. There's, I've managed to work a short list of three in this. I oh. like Champers on Ice, yeah, The Mighty Don, and Cool Cordy. Now, Champers on Ice last time ran at Haydock in the race that, I think it was Sykes that won. And he stayed on stoutly, I thought, and he wasn't, he was ridden, but he wasn't hard-pressed. Right, the, yeah. the, the first five, including Black Lion, pulled away from the field. And I thought that was a really good run. He, he, a lot of serious money came for him that day. And if you cast your mind back, he was third in the Albert Bartlett uh, back in... Was it? It was the year... 2016? Yeah, uh, you know what I mean, Harry won. 2016, yeah, the year, you know what I mean, Harry won. So he's been off... For a while since then, before that, he's run last time out, and that would 
has set him up perfectly for this race. And I, I think 25 to 1 underestimates him a bit. Yeah, I, I can see that, Jimbo. We'll, we'll talk about your other two then. Yeah, the, the, the mighty Don. He finished, Top weight, he'll be. He, he finished 10th in the Cleave, which is a high standard of race, in my opinion. He, he, and he won the Potemps qualifier in November at Cheltenham, beating Sykes, as we've talked about previously. He was 9th in this race last year. He was carrying 10 stone 8, and now he's a lot heavier, higher in the weights. But I think he's improving. He he does have the option to go to the stayers, but I think he would struggle. And I think that he'll definitely run his racing back in handicap company. Yeah, I, I can completely see that. And uh, your other one, Paul Cody, who you tipped when he finished second at 66 as a, in uh, last time out in the uh, race up at Sandown. Uh, yeah, he's 50 to 1 here, uh, which... He deserves to be 50 to 1, in my opinion. That race at uh, at Sandown last time was a, a decent enough sort of race, but this is another step up. He has slipped from a nice mark from when he won He won off 136 uh, in back, back end of 2017 in November, where he's now back off a mark of 139, so he's been put up £3 finishing second, which is deservingly, I think, and I think fifty to one underestimates him a bit. I think he's he's better than fifty to one, and there's worse money you could have on a horse. I think. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about the favourite for a bit, Cider Burley, who was fourth in the Martin Pike last season. I say qualified for this when finishing sixth last time out. I I, I think he's a very very short price. I don't quite see it with him. Yeah. Although JP's horses at Glen Law got gambled last season in this race, and I think he's been one of them jobs as well. Yeah, I, I can see. Like I said, I think he's he's a shrewdy's sort of horse that you know, if he were twenties or twenty fives, I, I could I could see why a case would be made. I just think he's a six to one favourite for a massive handicap, and his you know his two runs this season have been fair to middling. Yeah, rather than rather than anything great. First assignment's got really good course and distance form. Winner win, won two races here uh, earlier in the season. Before then getting stuffed by Paisley Park at Haydock. So, there's no shame in that. No, because he's now stays for hurdle favourite. And he, his last time, I, he travelled well. He just looked a bit one-paced, I thought. And I think the handicapper might just have him in his grip now. Yeah, I, I, that, that, that might be a, a fair... A fair enough comment. Uh, horse who's done a lot of improving this season is Aaron Ladd. Yeah. And I, I could make a fair case for him. You know, he's he's improved £18 pounds in two runs this season, both of which he won, including a course and distance uh, qualifier last time. Uh, sorry, he won a qualifier at Market Raisin and then won over course and distance uh, back in December. He's a typical Dr. Richard Newland improver, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he improves horses, but I like this horse's attitude as well. I think he's a, f- a fair stayer. He was going away at the finish again when he won. Yeah. You know, after being challenged by Keeper Hill, who is another horse I would give a massive shout to in this, a mark of 144 over hurdles. Surely he's a better horse than that. And going back to our lad, Charlie Hammond's really good for his claim and should see him up there. I also 
I'm interested in a horse that I always struggle to say his name. Shamburu Shuja. Shamburu Shuja, yeah, the novice. I can't understand how he can sit with so much confidence, but I th- I think we've talked about that novice race at Warwick uh, in the previous episode, in the race that Birchdale won and Clarendon Street was in behind. I thought that was a really good run. He's been impressive in his two starts at Chepstow so far. He beat a nice horse in Tuby Fair who dropped to a dangerous mark. And in January, he absolutely obliterated the field in a maiden hurdle. I think he's slowly progressing, and he is the horse to beat, in my opinion. Yeah, very, very fair shout there, Jimbo. Uh, it's, a, it's a tough one for me to have a, to have a strong view in this. I think Cuneo won his qualifier really well, and he's... He's only up to a mark of one three four. The novice, I don't think he's particularly badly off at the weights. Nor is Cap York, another Jigginstown one who won last time out. You know his task was made easier by Chungayo coming down at the last. But I, I, I think he's he could be he could run a good race. It's a tough one. It is a really really tough one. Artois Phil as well was eye catching last time. You know better known as a chaser. I guess it'd probably be a Grand National preparation if he ran in this, yeah. which is he's in the Grand National. I'd probably go keeper Hill Jimbo. Yeah, stick I, with stick. With, you've been banging on about him a bit this well, season. I, I, I think the, I think he's an infinitely better hurdler than he is a chaser because he can't jump a fence properly. You know, he's always been a horse. I I, I guess it's he's always kind of looked like he's got a big one in him. The qualifier he won at Warwick last time was pretty strong. Orlando Bloom's come out and won again since first assignment's been running well all season. You know, I, I don't even think Black Lion ran a particularly bad race, and I won't put anyone off backing him backing him for this. I don't think he's going to go. I think he's yeah. going straight to the national. Is it fair enough? I could forgive Keeper Hill last time out at, at Sandown. He went well enough for a long way. Returned to Cheltenham, he ran well there behind Aaron Ladd earlier in the season. He'd probably be the one for me. Yeah. Tentatively. I as I I, I like a multiple of these in this race and I'd probably end up on Shambrush Shujar, even though I can't see his name and I, I as I've said, Cool Cody and Outrun is fifty to one odds in my opinion. And also Champers on Ice is eye catching. Yeah, actually, what, what about Black Mischief as well? You you liked him. Won a good, yeah, won a really good race uh, at Haydock on Betfair Chase Day. Stepped up, stepped up in trip to get into a qualifier. Qualified in fourth in a race, part of the Euro Canoe one. He's still not been as far as three miles, but he he travelled well. Effort just kind of petered out a little bit, but you know, warmed up again for this. I can see him running another good race. One four one. I don't think he's a particularly harsh mark for him. You can make cases for so many of them. Yeah, I won't rule you rule you out back in anything in this. No, but there are selections. Keep Hill for myself and Champers on Ice for Jim. Is it? Yeah, we'll, we'll stick with Champers on Ice and Chambru will run a decent race as well. Uh, the Brown Advisory, a Marybell Stable Plate, formerly known as the Mild May of Fleet. To give it, I like saying that. I don't know why. You just Mild, like the old-fashioned Mild name, Mayor so. Fleet. It's just a cool name. Uh, the Brown Advisory and Marybell Stable Plate 
It's a grade three handicap over two and a half miles and Syrah Delac course and distance winner last time heads are betting at eight to one. Tens for Janica. Twelve Spirit of the Games and sixteens River Wild Magic Saint. He was gonna win the Grand Annual, so there's no point talking about him. Happy Diva. Then twenties Duke of the Thai, Le Prezien, Benatar, Calypto, When You're Ready, Freddy, Jerry's Back, Calondra, Live Love Laugh, The Russian Diane, Walt, Warring Bull, Do It for the Village, and Not Another Muddle. Jim, this this is one of the races I look forward to most at the festival. You know, there's a lot of races that correspond to it fairly, you know, fairly similarly throughout the season at Cheltenham, but Siri Delac's the right favourite. Yeah, four from four and three from three. Uh, sorry, start again. Three from three this season and did nothing wrong last time out at Cheltenham, I thought. Beat the field. Well, put, put his head down and battled on just to edge out Janica Ruiz, the second favourite here. Reverse at the weights. I, I still like Sarada like more than like Janica personally. I think Janica might run in the Ryanair. Do you think? I w- he wouldn't be out of place. Because today I've just heard as well that Top Notch is not running in the Ryanair. Top Notch is going for the Stayers. Behave. And Terrafort is going for the Ryanair. No. That's what I've heard. Racing Post this morning. Uh, the live blog, that is the breaking news. Are they maniac? I've backed Top Notch for Ryanair. Oh, dear. But you're looking at it. If, if, if you were to look at the Ryanair field, which, which you'd look at it and you'd think, which of these horses are guaranteed to run? Min isn't. You know what I mean? Half of the field, you look at it and you think, they won't want to saw Top Notch, I thought. Tens to one for the horse will definitely pitch up here. Brilliant. Oh, that's a sickener. That's a sickener. Uh, but we'll get back to talking about Syrah Delac. Yeah, jumps really well and has a proper good attitude, I think. She, she, the, probably the right favourite, and I wouldn't put anyone off backing him at 8-1. to one. You know, a mark of one for one he's improving. Shouldn't be beyond him. Janica Jimbo, I think he's bumped into two good ones since he joined to England. You know, there's no, there's, uh, no secret about how highly Hendo thinks of him. And he's got to have a solid chance if he turns up here rather than the Ryanair. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. I think this would suit him more. I think this is more winnable for him. Uh, he's obviously had this high reputation for France. He had a nice string of wins uh, over at Otiel and Pau. So, yeah, I, th- I think they're perfectly strong runs. But I'm willing to look against him. I like Spirit of the Games here. Yeah. I, I thought his chase debut at... Chepstow was really good in a race that Master Tommy Tucker fell, which he would have won, I think. And sadly, Master Tommy Tucker's out for the season. But then he was flattered a bit in a grade two at Newbury behind. Lost in translation, talk is cheap and the bag all wow. We know the form of them now. So I th- he, he ran a decent enough race, I thought, last time. I thought the handicapper had given him a massive weight last time out at Cheltenham over yeah. course and distance. And... I think 12 to 1 is a decent price for him, and uh, I think he'll be in the first five. No, yeah, no problem there, Jimbo. Uh, one of the one of the ones I, I kind of like, and I'm, I, I guess you'd be thinking he's got a, a sort of race like this in him, he's Calondra. Yeah. Although he wasn't great last time out, and two non-completions so far this season. But he he could be very well handicapped. Uh, Calypto, versatile regards to trip nowadays. He's he's won over three miles last time out, but I think he's equally as good over two four one at Wincanton over that distance earlier in the season. 
he's been holding his form really well up to a mark of 148. I don't think that, that could be beyond him. And he is an interesting contender, although he's also got the option of the Ultima. Uh, it's it, it's a bit of a weird one regarding the others. A horse I like. I'm looking for ones at, at bigger prices. And it's got to be boring, Jim. But it's a horse who I've... Have I, who I think should have run in his race last season, and that's Eamon and Knock. Yeah. Who, who David Pipes by my army's back. Who you can back at twenty-five to one. Backed him in from forties. Not certain to get in. To be fair, he'll run off one three, one three seven. Won over two miles last time out uh, at Chepstow, which was a pretty decent performance. Ran in the Ultima last year and travelled like a dream for a long way before. Just petering out, he doesn't stay three miles well enough. Returned to Cheltenham where he ran well last season. He'd, he'd probably creep in at the foot of the weights. Yeah. Uh, comes into it off the back of a pretty decent effort, and I, I, I can see, I can kind of see why he's, why I'd like him as an each way perspective. He wasn't, he didn't even run badly in the uh, Better Victor Gold Cup earlier in the season at, off a, at a massive price. Yeah, I quite like Eamon and Canuck. Yeah. Good case made for him there, but I like Count Maribel at Price. Oh yeah, good shot. Uh, he's entered in the RSA and JLT, but I think this this would suit him more. He's ten pound higher than winning at Cheltenham, which I don't think's beyond him because he wasn't embarrassed. I don't think in the Grade Two last time. It, Vindication, Jerry's back, Little Rockefeller, all solid types, and he's got decent Cheltenham form over course and distance and I think that he is a decent bet at 25 to 1 and I think he'll be shorter on the day What about River Wild Jimbo who was third in a Supreme two years ago he's he's a pretty pretty smart horse we've not seen too much of him since then his novice chasing career has, has kind of been kept pretty low profile a follower when he would have won at Haydock hmm. last time out uh, apparently he wasn't quite right after that no he, he sort of I, I was there I remember as he was running back to go into the parade ring he sort of just stumbled into one of the plastic rails and fell and cut all the backs of his legs open so he's, he's obviously going to be not going to be a hundred well be a hundred percent now but it takes a it's lot not an ideal preparation no, it takes a while for something like that to remove from the mines and He's a decent bet at sixteen to one. He's a cracking horse, and I think he—I've not really looked at him in this race, but I think he could run a decent yeah, race. Yeah, could could be particularly well handicapped. Uh, Jim, more selection, please, mate. I'm going to go Spirit of the Games. Yeah, I could see that. He's he's ran well at the festival before, hasn't he? Yeah. And he's a pretty pretty solid contender. Do you not think he might run in the JLT? He does have that option. Yeah, yeah, I could I could probably see him running in the JLT, but if not, I'll probably back him up with Count Maribel. For me, I think Cyrodelac's the right favourite. Yeah. And I'd probably keep him on side. I think eight is a fair reflection of his ability. But I think Eamon and Knock, look, he's 25s with Hills, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's bigger elsewhere. Yeah. You know, and I would I would never put anyone back, you know, back in Eamon and Knock off. Well, back in, I can't say his name. But I wouldn't put anyone back in the <laughs> David Pipe horse with an Irish name off. Uh, he's a... Just, a, I think, a proper, proper speedy horse. And it, he's a bit of a relentless galloper, I think. You know what I mean? Uh, his format, Cheltenham's pretty decent. 
And look, there are worse outsiders yeah. in the festival. Jesus Christ, there are worse. There are worse horses who are five, you know, less than a fifth of the price of him. Cider Burley. Oh, firing shots. No, don't see it, mate. Don't see it at all. Uh, the Kim Muir for the amateurs, the, the other three-mile handicap chase of the day, it's 3-1, this slightly slightly longer trip than the Ultima. Uh, and they, they bet for that. Measure of my dreams, 8-1 to one joint favourite with it's all guesswork. 10's any second now. 12's no comment, then 14's for the young master and impulsive star. 16's now McGinty live, love, laugh, kill Philum Cross, squatter. <sighs> Why are people still fancying squatter? <laughs> Do they never, ever, ever learn? It's Ben Ben Haslam's now, though. Yeah, just a sting and treacle tart, as well as Sky Pirate, then Biggie Price's 18's Cubamania, Gun Digger, 20's Bar. Jimbo, uh, we'll start with the, with the two favourites, a measure of my dreams, who was a pretty smart horse a couple of years ago. I think he was placed in the four-miler. You know, new connections now after two years off, really. Still, uh, now we've Gordon Elliott. I catching enough on his first start for Elliott, would you say? He's top of my list. I think he wins this. I thought he ran a really good race behind Snugsburg Benny at Fairy House last time, and Call It Magic was back in second. He was held up throughout the race, I thought. Uh, he sort of plodded on over two miles seven, and the step up in distance is no problem because he was always thought as a bit of a Grand National horse, and I think he's the one to beat. He flew home up the running, and I think a mark of 137 is not beyond him, and he is the right favourite, in my opinion. Yeah, fair enough, Jim. I can I can, I can, can kind of see that way, although I'm not, I'm, he's been gambled on, hasn't he? And again, is he assured his price when, you know, is he assured his bet out of favourite's price? Yeah, I, completely, because his form's not, Wow, is it? No, but he finished ninth in Our Dukes Irish National. That was his last run for a no mead. Look, you, you, you can bet that Elliot has improved him from that run last time. Yeah, and you can bet that Elliot wouldn't wouldn't have an eleven-year-old handicap chaser in his yard if he didn't think he was. And he's only had nineteen run races under rules. Win so. some with him. I just thought he kind of lost his way for no mead. Yeah, a little bit towards the end, towards the end of his time there. He'd become a frustrating horse, and I'm I'm surprised to see him favourite for a race at the Cheltenham Festival after one half decent reappearance. Yeah, I think he, I I thought he showed all his old spark back, and I think he will take a lead hand in this. The other Gordon Elliott horse is all get is it's all guesswork. Who's also got the option of the potemps after finishing third in a qualifier for that last time out. Uh, Won pretty well in the beginner's chase down at Navan, right at the start of the season. He kind of could be anything. Yeah, it, Philip Reynolds is sort of carbon copy of Maldini, Maldini I think. Uh, I think he's, he's good, but he's not amazing. I think he has been given £9 uh, hike by the English handicapper since his run when finishing third. So he's obviously spotted a bit of a gamble there. I think he'll struggle. and Not for you? Not for me. Not for you. What about the uh, JP's two fancied runners any second now? Who surely is one of the most frustrating horses on earth. And no comment. 
He was eighth in the Close Brothers when going off favourite last year, wasn't he? Yeah. And everyone fancied him and thought he'd run a strong race, and he slightly disappointed, I thought. And he he could spring an upset. I wouldn't be surprised if he won, but he'll probably be in the first three of as you look at his farm figures. He likes to. He's normally up there, isn't he? Yeah, I could give a much better chance to any second now, though. Over no, no comment. sorry, no comment. No sorry, no comment over. No, I don't know what I'm on about, Jim. Any second now is a horse I find immensely, immensely frustrating. But his his last two runs have probably been as bet his best. Well, pretty close to career bests for him. No comment. No I'm comment a bit doesn't jump. Doesn't last time. doesn't jump as well for me, in my opinion. No. I think he's a bit sloppy. And if he was to brush up, he'd probably run a better race in this. The thing is, I kind of, I, I really like any second now's profile. He was a neck behind Mortal, who I think is a pretty smart horse. Earlier in the season, in a novice chase, he was third in the race. Chris's dream run, uh, the ten up, where Champion Classic was second. You know that's good form, but it's also in my back of my head that he's any second now, yeah. and he, he's just a bit frustrating, a hard horse to fancy. If it was another horse with his profile. I'd probably he'd probably be my selection, but the fact that it's any second now is kind of holding me back slightly. The young master re- I, I rejuvenated really this campaign. Two wins, one at Chepstow, one at Cheltenham. He'd, he'd have to have a chance of one. He was impressive. Two. He was impressive at Cheltenham. I thought the time before last when he ran in the Labrooks Trophy, which obviously he would have got pulled up because I thought it was a step above his run at Cheltenham, but. He rolled back the old years. The farm has taken positive since with walking the mill. He won it. He won the Beecher. Yes. At Aintree, and also, if you look second, Station Master won a race. I think a couple of days ago. Yeah. So yeah, I can see where the young master's coming from, and certainly give Sam Willie Cohen a good spin round. A horse that I like, and we both we both liked for quite a while at twenty to one. Derasher Counter. Yeah. He, he he looked. Well, I mean, physically, he's all over a proper chaser, isn't he? It's just whether his head's in the game. Physically, he, do you know what? He, he he beat Walt at Newbury in December, who's since come out and proven himself to be pretty useful. I don't think it was a bad effort behind Now McGinty either. There were some good horses. He beat Captain Catterstock, who's come out and won since. Yeah, well, in behind Forza Milan, who was well supported for the attempts last year. And Chef de Zorbo unseated that day, and as we know, as lead member of Chef de Zorbo's army. I think that that was a decent run, and I, I wouldn't rule him out in this. No, I, I could see the Rasha Counter running a it, good race. It's his, his only entry of the festival, so he, he's more likely to go for this. Uh, there are a couple who there are a couple of the ones I like. Ami Debois been pretty consistent this season. Went down by a neck to Classic Ben in the race. That uh, give me a couple was fourth in last time out, and he's he's. Ran pretty well the last three times. Yet to get off the mark this season, but nice to see Graham McPherson with a decent chance at Cheltenham as well. Uh, at bigger prices, there's no way on earth Colgrey should be 25-1. to 1. Runs well at Cheltenham all the time. You know, including when beating single fan payment last time out. Look, prob- probably just... Well, he was never, never going really in the classic chase last time, but... I wouldn't be surprised to see him return to his best at Cheltenham. Almost all of his best forms here. And I think 25s is a mad, mad, mad price for a horse with such strong course form. Uh, 
At, at any more at bigger prices you, you like, Jamal Shamro Santos is 33s. I know you've mentioned him a few times. Yeah, he's a solid stayer, and he was backed off the boards last time out and was expected to win. Didn't quite get the job done, but I, he could pitch up in one of these long-distance staying handicaps. Yeah, general principle as well. If he comes here, the Irish national winner, it, it's quite hard for horses to hold the form, I think, in the big field Irish handicaps. But general principle's done it really, really well. Fifth in the Fiestes and then third in the uh, Punchestown national trial last time out. He's had a cracking, cracking year without being able to get his head in front. And I, I really like what general principle's done this season. If he gets a run again, a mark of 144, he's definitely not beyond him. And he'd be one I'd be keeping on side. Are you having a selection, please, Jimbo? Yeah, my selection for this race will be Measure of My Dreams. I think he'll take all the beating. The favourite? Yeah. We'll go for that. For me, I think Cogre. Yeah. I think Cogre's a cracking price at 25-1. to 1. I'd, I'd also give mentions to Ami Debois and General Principal if either of them turn up. I'd respect both of their chances. Yes, yeah, I like Darash Counter each way, but it depends which Darash Counter's turning up. Right. The next We're on to the last day now, and the next handicap is the Randox Health County Hurdle. And they bet 7-1 to favourite Wunderleish for Charles Burns, a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous man to have a favourite in a Cheltenham Festival handicaps. 14's a vision dinner, Eurodel and Monsieur Lecoq. 16, Southfield Stone, Felix Deji, Golden Spear, Dream Do Grand Val, who I think is winning the Imperial Cup at the weekend. Yeah. Uh, and then 20s, Call Me Lord, Mahayed, Vision de Flo, Grand Son C, Western Rider, Chitty Bello, Lisp, Whiskey Salo, Leon Cavallo, Thomas Darby, Gumball, Crooks Peak, Capitaine, Countista, and then 25's bigger ones, including Wicklow Brave, Mr. Adjudicator, and We Have a Dream. Jimbo will start with a favourite, Wunderlaish. Looked like a proper, proper horse when he won that big field handicap at Fairy House. Bit of a flop low last time out in the Ladbrokes hurdle. Yeah, his stable companion, off you go, won that race. He was mightily disappointing and he's a horse you cannot underestimate as Charles Burns is, has a nice hand of nabbing these handicaps and if he could be a dangerous man if Davy Russell's booked up to ride him because when Davy Russell rides for Charles Burns, it, it cannot get beat. Yeah, I can see completely why it's the exact sort of profile that would make him scary. You know, he, he did look like a serious horse at Fairy House. Uh, showed a proper, proper turn of foot. It's interesting. Is, that is, 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 it worth, is it worth forgiving him last time out, Jim? Because all the money came for off you go, Burns' other horse. Yeah, which was quite clear that the stable knew which one was going to win. And I think that depending on which way the money goes, Wonderlace could be backed off the board and end up three to one favourite, and it wouldn't surprise me. Really? And yeah. Uh, if 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 the money comes, he'll win. Wow, fair fair enough. Monsieur Lecoq only broke his maiden in December, but has since won again at, at Sandown in a pretty decent handicap. He's got a mark of one three two. Might see him borderline getting in. Would you give him a chance, though, if he did? I would. I, I thought the run last time was a solid enough performance. He beat our Merlin decisively in Aragon de Chane. I, th I think the form of that race is pretty decent. And he will take a probably a lead role. I, the question mark is, will he get in, though? And I don't think he will. No. What about the two novices in Southfield Stone and Felix Deji? Southfield Stone will certainly have a huge chance, if Angel, especially if Angel's breath runs well in the Supreme. 
Yeah, you you backed Southfield so last time out, didn't you? Yeah, I think he's just a mad solid horse. He's, you know, he's been, you know, three wins at Taunton this season. Just really, really, really solid. Ran, ran a good race in the Tolworth, and even then, I don't think he was at his best behind Alexia de Nuts and Grand Sonsi, and he still managed to put in a decent enough performance. Uh, look, he's himself and Angel's Breath pulled well clear in the Duff Cup. I wouldn't be surprised if Angel's Breath ended up being the best horse in time, but a mark of 148 for Southfield, so I don't think he's unfair at all. Mm-hmm. And Felix Deji... Won the Grade 2 Moscow Flyer last time out. That which, was a crap Grade 2, though, wasn't Which... It? Yeah, if you look at it, Build Me Up Buttercup was Willie Mullins' main hope and she would have got beat easy in whatever race she'd turn up. I, it, Pretty hard horse to assess Felix Deji because he was well fancied for the bumper last season, finished finished sixth. His novice hurdle form isn't bad, but I don't know what to make of him. He's been put up £12 for that win for this. The it's, handicap it's harsh. Has absolutely smashed him in for that grade two win. And I think he might struggle at the weights here. We've talked, you talked about him in the intro. Dreamed of Granval, who is entered in the Imperial Cup at the weekend. I think he wouldn't put me off because don't they put uh, extra prize money yeah, it's on? It's a big bonus if you win the Imperial Cup. I quite like Dreamed of Granval in this, and I'd like him to run a big race in the Imperial Cup. I think that his run last time, he got the job done at Kelso. It, it, it was a Skitty sort of race, I thought. Skidor Valleys was back behind, who isn't the most impressive of horses. But he was backed off the boards at Cheltenham on his English debut for Nicky Henderson. And I really fancied him that day. And then he went and beat Arvington decisively in a nice race at Fontwell. I think that Dream de Granval's solid each way value at 16-1. to 1, And if he wins the Imperial Cup, will probably be half that price on the day. Yeah, what about Leon Cavallo, Jim, who's a horse I know you liked for the Betfair hurdle and didn't end up running due to the equine flu situation? Yeah, I'm. He's Leon Cavallo and Dream de Granville are the two on my main list. I think that he will run a solid race, and he's always overpriced. Whether it's Dr. Richard Newland isn't the flashy trainer, but he finished third uh, in the Galway hurdle early on in the season, which was a solid run behind Blazer, uh, Blazer and Sharjah. We know what Sharjah's done since. I think over time, he's he's been the ultimate consistent type. He's got decent Cheltenham form. He was fifth in that triumph hurdle that we've talked about in previous episodes of Ivanovic, Gorbachev, Apples, Jade. I think he's a solid type. The race last time, you can put a mark through. It was his beginner's chase and obviously wasn't his day, he didn't jump very well. But back over hurdles, I think 10 stone 10's a decent weight, and if Sam Twiston Davis gets on board, I think that's a cracking appointment of a jockey, and his strike rate for Dr Richard Newland's solid. Yeah, good shout. What about Vision Deneur then, Jim? Third in the uh, Grade 1 at uh, the Irish Racing Festival, uh, behind Aramon and Classical Dream. Would you give him a chance? Again, a mark of 147 doesn't look to be out of reach. Yeah, I, I thought that... Last time behind Classical Dream, it, it, it was a good enough run, and I th- didn't think I'd go for this race personally if I was Gordon Elliott. I don't think 147's above him, uh, and I think that he he's the unexposed, could be anything type in this, isn't he? he he's interesting that they're running quickly since being with Gordon Elliott. Do you not agree? 
Yeah. Uh, December, January, February, get him a handicap mark and see how he goes. And I think 14 to 1's a decent price for him. Yeah, fair shout, Jim. Uh, th- there are a couple at, well, not maybe not bigger prices, but Thomas Darby would be of high, high, high interest if he turned up here. In fact, I'd be all over him. He'll get a strong pace to aim at. Hopefully that'll get him concentrating, you know, and allow him to harness his ability. He's so much better than a 140 horse. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure of that. Western Rider, this is kind of his level, isn't it? Yeah, I'd still be interested in him. Yeah, so would I. I won't rule him out. He's probably got one of these in him. There's loads in this field who you could say that. Gumball. Gumball beat Vidana Blue on the all-weather last time out, and I wouldn't rule him out. And Crooks Peak won impressively last Saturday. Yeah, he was the one I want to mention. At, at Newbury, and I thought that was a really good run. I can't believe it. I've just realised he drifted out to 11-2 to that day. I, I, he's, he beat Danny Kerwin in a pointless two-runner race, didn't he? And I do like the profile of Crooks Peak, and he is progressing nicely. 10-stone four could be a nice way to slip in if he gets in. Yeah, I tell you what, Jim, you've basically took the words out of my mouth there with Crooks Peak. That was almost exactly what I was going to say. I think he he is certainly one worth considering. And... I mean, Tombstone won a race last time, so he goes in this off 149. Is is that a fair mark for Tombstone? See, we've talked about this for a while, and Tombstone's fairly well handicapped. It was down to 142 at Christmas. (laughs) Come on, Tombstone off 142, all over him. He's 33, though. You know, it's a strange one, because he's been obviously running in races that he's been obviously outclassed in. His win last time, well, last weekend, wasn't it? Was in a decent enough sort of race. Three stars was back behind. He's a consistent handicapper. It was a forerunner race, and he deserved, well, should have won. But I, I'm, yeah, it, it, I think it, he's it, looking it, a bit high now. It'd worry you, wouldn't it? It, it was spanked off one for three in the race. Wonderlash won at Fairy House. Yeah, seventeenth of twenty-one that day. That's not particularly encouraging. Uh, any other bigger price ones, Jim? Bust- Apple Shakira's thirty threes. Apple Shakira. Should go for the mares, the mares novice, mares novice. Yeah, no, she's not a novice. No, uh, and uh, as much as I love Apple Shakira, I think she's slightly gone. I'd probably try and risk her in the mares hurdle. Yeah, the other one I'd give a mention to at a big price is Winston C, another one of the novices. He wanted a poor horse on the flat, rated right a peak of uh, eighty-eight on the flat. Uh, three starts for Harry Fry. Third at Huntington on his debut, which in a race brewing up a storm one. Brecken Hill was the other horse to finish in front of him. Neither of them are mugs brewing up a storm. It'll be obviously a very, very popular bet for one of the uh, grade one novice hurdles. One at Wincanton ne- uh, in a maid- broke his maiden over hurdles at Wincanton the next time. And then did it pretty well at Sandown, I thought, on... Uh, Oh, what day was it? Was it a Silly Isles day? Yeah. The re- the day give me a copper one. Mm-hmm. Ran, sorry. Uh, yeah, in a, in a decent race. There was some, it, it wasn't a poor novice hurdle, that, and a mark of 137. Uh, might might be steep enough, but again, I wouldn't be surprised if Winston C, you know, his mark on the flat suggests 137 is probably juicing that yeah. over hurdles. Uh, fascinating, fascinating race, this. Yeah, I I, th- I could make a case for many in this, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm throwing my pin on Leon Cavallo and Dream de Granval. Yeah, yeah, I, I could see that. It's also horses like Lisp, Chitabello, uh, Mahead, last who won this race last year. 
they're all, you know, being there, done it, got the T-shirt in races like this. Yeah. You know, they pitch up in all these types of good handicaps. Uh, Wonderland, she's no price, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if, you know, he left that run behind, uh, him. behind last time mm. out and went on to be went on to prove to be a, a, a more than a handicap hurdler. Uh, I'm I'm kind of struggling at bigger prices. Maybe Winston C, although I'm not. I'd I'd be more inclined to back him if he was a forties and a twenty fives. Thomas Darby wins if he runs, but I'd like him to go for the Supreme and Crooks Peak. I'd give him a solid chance. He's he's a really really smart novice in my opinion. Not done a thing wrong this season, uh, and yeah, he he'd he'd be the one if he runs. Yeah, I can completely agree with you there. So Crooks Peak for myself, Leon Cavallo for Jimbo. Uh, two races left to talk about, and the Grand Annual isn't the last race of the day anymore. And I've got a big fancy in this, but we'll run through the market six to one favourite, the five-year-old Magic Saint for Paul Nichols. Tens, what's wrong with you? 14s, other than them and not another muddle. 16s for Hardline, surely running the Arkle. As is Cadmium, last year's winner, La Prezienne, Mengli Khan, Cubomania, Blazer, Clondor Castle, Ballywood and Brelanda. 20s and bigger the remainder. There's some interesting names in there as well, including uh, Bundoran and Duke of the Tay. Uh, Jimbo Magic says a very short price favourite. I, I can completely understand why. I think he's got a solid chance. He's got a nice profile. He won impressively at Wincanton, beating one of my favourite horses, Gino Trail, who I'll probably talk about later. I think that run, he's finally adjusted to the French style of racing, uh, the English style of racing from France, and I think that he deserves to be favourite, but he is a very, very short price, and I'll probably wait till the day and see if he drifts. Oh, he's a silly price. Yeah. He's a silly price, but look... I know Harry Durham said on the final furlong podcast this has been the plan all season with Magic saying you know he's only five but they start him young in France that shouldn't be that shouldn't be an issue I could I could see why he's it's almost it's a little bit of a sexy profile in it mm-hmm. for a race like this but again I, you you'd be wanting as a punter you'd be wanting to look and get, get a six to one favorite beating this and I think I will. With not another muddle. Yeah. Who is pretty close to my handicap nap of the week. Yeah. I think good hurdler. Finished fifth in the Imperial Cup uh, last season. Been running well as a novice as well this season. Three wins from four starts, including last time where he jumped them into submission at Sandown. It it was a proper, proper performance. You know, he, he seems to me like a strong traveller. A, a fast one, two miles is exactly what he wants. I, I, I just think he's hard to knock, mate. Yeah. Mark of one three eight. I, I think he's a better horse than that. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. Horses like what's wrong with you? I loved him as a hurdler, and I thought the plan last year was a bit the similar to Dream de Granval, where he will go for the Imperial Cup, which he finished third. The race didn't go his way, and then go on and run in the. County hurdlers we've talked about already. He he's been solid over chases, uh, over fences. He's two from three, and he was second in one. His form last uh, two starts back at Foss last behind the last day. The last day is consistent, but he would need to step up even more. And I think one four five's flattering him a bit. 
a horse that I quite like at a decent price. Mine's I. Oh, I yeah, good shout, Jim. I, uh, I think at twenty to one's underestimating him. He was second. Uh, sorry, he ended up last season fourth in uh, a decent novice hurdle, and I th- uh, that was the one Layla won at entry. Yeah, and he his Wexford win has sort of come out to be fairly decent I think yeah beat Duke of the Taylor yeah and and I, I think a, one, a mark of 142 and then. Is, is decent and at 20 to 1 there's worse bets I think no I, I can see that uh, the horse who won the race he finished 50 and last time is Camino I think he's in this uh, yeah. at 33 to 1 up 6 pounds to that for that winning a good handicap at Leopardstown last time out He's got a profile of a horse who shouldn't be 33s. Yeah, um, I can quite clearly see your case there. And he will probably run a decent race. Might as well give my appreciation to Gino's trail. Oh, yeah, I can completely see that, mate. Absolute don of a horse. Uh, Kerry Lee could have three darts at this race, I think. Uh, I think top gambles in this. And there's one more, but the name's just escaped me. But he's a course and distance winner. He'll go off from the front, he'll give his all, and I think he will be there or thereabouts. He was second in this race last year, so I think he'll just give his renewal again. The The only question mark is is that he is he's getting on. That's the thing. As yeah. much as I love him, he's getting on, and he, he could age could be catching up with him. He's off the same mark as what he was second in last year, and I think... 25 to 1 is generous and he's a cracking horse. Yeah, it's, it's a very, 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 very fair shout. Us and them would have a chance. He's been holding his form well in Ireland all season, although he might go for the Arkle. You know, he's been running well in good novice chases. Similar thing for Hardline, although Hardline's almost certainly going for the Arkle. Cadmium won a grade 3 last time out, though, Jimbo. Novice novice chaser. Yeah, he's interesting for Willie Mullins and Supreme Racing Club. He's sort of got a decent enough profile he he's always in them handicaps I find these big Irish handicaps and always runs a decent sort of race and picked up a nice grade 3 last time yeah again Bundaran course and distance winner earlier in the season and then didn't run badly when second again behind Aussie the Oscar here in December I think 20, 20s is a mad price for a horse Look, just, he's, he, just depends which day it is Dunny he's a bit of a fruitcake I think do you uh, we we know a lot more about Bundaran than we do about some of these less exposed horses, but I think he's I think you can't knock what he's done this season. I don't I think twenties is is slightly overpriced for him. Uh, at a, at bigger prices, mate, I'm, there is one I could give a massive chance to as well, because obviously surname is now the best horse, officially the best horse in the country. Yeah, the last horse to beat surname was Cad Delan. <laughs> it's twenty-five to one to win a handicap at the Cheltenham Festival. I mean, on that form, lump on. Yeah, Cad Delan. He's running off a mark of one four four. His collateral form with surname would mean he's a hundred and ninety chaser, probably. <laughs> uh, but no, Doctor Richard Newland done a really good job of with, with him. Won at Ascot at a big price, to be fair, right at the start of the season. Not seeing him since. I assume this is the plan. Twenty-five, mate. There's worse 25 off, off the to back one of, Off the back of beating a good field of handicappers. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, uh, my selections for this race. 
I think I'm going to go with mine's ING no trail each ways. Mine would be yeah, I, I like I like both of them, Jimbo. I, I think they've both got strong, strong, strong profiles. Not another muddle though, the winner for me. Really like him. Really, really like him. And at a bigger price, I'd give Camino a good chance as well, the winner of a good race at uh, Leopardstown last time out. The final race of the festival then now is the Martin Pipe Conditional Jockeys Handicap Hurdle and they bet for it. Dallas they picked on 6-1 to one favourite after winning at the Dublin Racing Festival last time. 7's Eurud, L14's Monsieur Lecoq, 16's Honeysuckle, 20's Cider Burley, Early Doors, Galvin, Cap York, Sinoria, Salsaretta, Go Another One, Thomas Darby, Dream de Granval, Live Love Laugh, Pim, Capitaine, Cuneo, Cartwright, Flawless Escape, French Crusader, Big Time Dancer, It's All Guesswork, Countista, Mill Green, Jimmy Breakit and Lethal Steps, 25's Bar. First of all, who's going to run? That is a big question, Mark. This race hasn't really taken my attention that much because they're all entered in, in lots of other races. Yeah, I like... I mean, Dallas Picton is surely favourite by default. Of that. This seems to be the plan. Yeah, uh, he, his two wins have been impressive. He won a nice handicap hurdle at Lep, uh, Leopardstown last time out just by a neck, which was a solid enough run. I can see, see him being there or thereabouts and probably could... Close the curtain for what could be a great festival for Gordon Elliott. Yoradell is entered in everything. We've we've sort of touched on him already, and he'll. I like Yoradell if he goes in this. Do you? Yeah. More than the Coral Cup. More than the, more than the Coral Cup for me. I, think. I mean, he's he's probably get into this, surely. Yeah, I th- I think the distance to two mile four slightly better, and will suit him a lot more. I mean, it's only a furlong difference, Jim. Yeah, but. I think the extra furlong, I think he stays well on the flat and I think that'll just help him out over jumps. Right, fair enough. Uh, what about early doors, who was third in this last season behind Blow by Blow? Again, not disgraced in good races this season. A yeah. mark of 145, again, I don't think that's particularly harsh. Yeah, the, he, he finished behind Apple's Jade, didn't he? In the yeah, he, Chris, ended, he ended up being the, second in the Christmas hurdle of Fahim falling. And if you look, Jes- Jeski was back behind, and Jeski won a nice, well, nearly won a nice handicap last time out. I, I can completely see where you're coming from, and return to Cheltenham will obviously suit because he's gone well there before. Yeah, yeah, big time. I, I quite like early doors for this, if I'm honest. For uh, you thinking of the ones who are shorter for this than they are for other races, Pim. The novice maybe not quite hit the heights. He's not lived up to the expectations. First expectations, but he's clearly a pretty decent horse. He won a novice hurdle at Kempton last time, beating the Cashel Man, who's no mug. Yeah, the the form of that is the Cashel Man has since just been denied at Utoxeter. There's there's knocks in it, and Pim's always been the talking horse, and he's never lived up to expectation. I don't think, and. This is a foggy sort of race for me. I'd be interested to see the de- final declarations for this race because I'm not really sure who will be turning up. Yeah, I'd, I, at bigger prices, and one a couple of ones that I'd be, ink, uh, I'd have in mind. Not that Fuise. Yeah. Who's held his form pretty well this season? Won up at Taunton back in January, and then was a close fourth to Eric LaRouge, but he wasn't less than a length behind him. That that was a pretty decent run. A mark of one three one. He might just sneak it at the bottom. I hope he does. I think he'll run a good race. I also I also like the profile of 
I'm not going to say this right, but Canadier? Yeah, yeah. No, Canadier, yes. Uh, he, he won at Cheltenham back in October, and the form of that race has been franked because go, go, another one has since come out, who's also in this, since come out and won at Thurlers and been denied at Ferry House. I, I, I like him. He's entered in a, a barrage of races, and he's... Good word. He's only had eight eight races and I think he's slightly unexposed and a handicap marker one for one could be something to progress off. Yeah, that's a pretty fair shout there, Jimbo. Uh, also, Finon Bourne. I say I like Beakstown for the for the Ballymore. So a mark of one three five. If you take that not, if you take that Warwick one literally, Finon Bourne, who looks like a whore, who looks like a strong, strong, strong stayer. Strong stayers often win the Martin Pipe. He should get in off a mark of one three five. Yeah, he's unexposed. No, he's yeah, he's completely unexposed, and I think twenty five to one might be a decent enough price for him as well. Yeah, he sort of slips under my radar a bit, and I think he could run a decent race at a decent price. Yeah, it's all guesswork's pretty prominent in the market for a lot of races as well. Would you prefer to run him over hurdles or fences? Hurdles. Hurdles. Yeah, I think the potemps could be the his main thing. I, they liked Philip Reynolds likes to aim his horses at that race, and I think that he would run a better race in the Potemps. Galvin's in this, who I've talked about previously. He, as I've talked previously, I think he'll run a really good race wherever he goes, and a handicap certainly will suit him. Yeah, and what what about the Lanzarote win a big time dancer for Jenny Candlish? Are we sort of underestimating? Yeah, him a bit? he's only up nine. He's up nine pounds for winning the Lanzarote, but I thought he showed a pretty good attitude. I thought that was quite a strong race. Uh, did Sol- you? Solomon Gray is a solid type. Darling Maltese consistently handif- handicaps. I thought Cloudgate was a good horse, but has since disappointed. But yeah, I, th- I think that's a solid runner. I think because it's Jenny Candlelicious, we've sort of underestimated him a bit, and I won't rule him out. Yeah, selection then for you, please, Jimbo, in the final race of the Tottenham Festival. I think I am going to. St- Stick with you and go with Finn on Bourne, Ollie Murphy's. Yeah. He's, he's interesting, he's unexposed, and I think he'll get in this. Yeah, I, I, I highly respect all three in the market. Dallas depict on Eurodell and Monsieur Lecoq. Monsieur Lecoq's more likely to get into this than uh, than he is in the Coral Cup. Uh, Honeysuckle as well would be of major interest, but the Bears Novice is the obvious race for yeah. her. Uh, I think Finn on Bourne will run a massive race, as I've said. I, I I think early doors. He's pretty well early handicapped off one four five. Yeah, he's solid and ran, ran well in the race last season. He's not done anything wrong so far this year, and again, he's he's he'll go off near enough to top weight. But I think he's he'd be up to the task. Yeah, I think he'd be up to the task. I'd give not that fleecy another mention as well at a, at a fairly big price. Can completely see where you're coming from. Oh, thanks for that, Jimbo. Uh, that's everything. Every, every Cheltenham Festival handicap pushed across country stuck into hopefully we've found you a lot of winners hopefully we've found you where the value horses are uh, thanks a lot for listening this has been Turf Top and see you all again see you later